Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Trackside Stories. Uh, Justin here. I am. We are Devinless today. He is at home asleep because he has to be at work. But I am sitting here with Mr. Nate Wheeler of... Well, I guess you have many titles. You're Carolina Z Club, you're a CFC ambassador, you're many things. Uh, nickname is Damn Nate. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate, give give everybody just a, a brief rundown of what all you do with Z Club and with uh, us with CFC and whatnot. So currently with uh, the Carolina Z Club hat, I am the vice president of Carolina Z Club. Um, I help organize events. I, I work with different other Z clubs across the nation uh, to organize, like with Z Days, which is next week in the mountains. Uh, we'll be up there for four days, just shredding up, you know, all kinds of different mountain roads. Uh, and I help organize stuff like that. I work with um, different people there. Um, Z clubs in Florida, Georgia, I know people there all the way over into the Ozarks. Um, Josh is a friend of mine. He actually got me involved with Carolina Z Club when I moved down here. Um, so uh, with that being said, I also am looking at uh, getting into with uh, Tarsville Sports Car Club, something that came up just a couple weeks ago talking to the president of Carolina Z Club. He's wanting to get me into being a corner worker and, and start working track events with them too. Um, sweet because he's actually he said to me he's like you can get free track days out of it and I'm like I'm in yeah it's it's hard to pass up free free track time yes yes especially when he starts staying stuff like VIR CMP Road Atlanta I'm like yeah okay, okay. Yeah. check 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 <laughs> yes well VIR is one track I haven't been on yet and it's same. on my list of one of the tracks I want to get to this year. Same. That's another track I want to do. Which Hyperfest is this weekend, which sadly we are both missing. Yes, I literally just got my car running properly yesterday. So after breaking it at CMP, it claimed another transmission. Um, it sounds like you're just going to keep going back to CMP. Until I'm just going to keep breaking have... transmissions at that track until I have not broken a transmission. At that, at that point, I will retire with a record of however many and one from that track yep if it takes me 300 tries i will be 301 win <laughs> but so but you still had fun though i did i had a lot of fun i missed my second day of track time because fifth and sixth gear in my car decided to not work anymore um they just exited the chat <laughs> um, and then that morning when I was doing my tech, after, you know, doing a couple of laps around to get me up to operating temperature, I'm doing my tech stuff and everything, and uh, the radiator sprung a leak where the plastic across the top decided to just not work anymore. It's separated from the aluminum, and the entire top of my radiator was just pouring water out. So, Yay. Yeah. So I stuff. Yeah, so I went ahead and just parked it, let it cool down. And I uh, just went and watched everybody else and met a lot of awesome people. You know, the track community is one of the best communities that I've ever been a part of. Like drag racing, I grew up drag racing. Yeah. And after, and then, you know, a couple of different drift events. I never actually drifted, but um, a couple of different events doing that. And I've, it's been a lot of fun, but the track, the track community is just 
globally as far as locally are, are second and none in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, outside of that, that's, that's what I do with the Z Club stuff and uh, uh, consequently as well as CFC uh, Ambassador. I also have the CFC logo across my car, uh, same as yours. Yep. Um, His is blue, mine is green. So if you see a blue Z rolling around at a track or upstate, anywhere in upstate South Carolina, or it's a black Z with blue Cars for the Cure logo on the side of a big giant cans ribbon, you literally cannot miss it. That's Nate. Stevie Wonder could see this ribbon. Yep. And if you see a black BMW with a green and white CFC ribbon, Cars for the Cure ribbon on the side, that's me. Yeah. So we're we're twins, but not twins. Yes. Different platforms, same love. Yep. But that's what it's about. It is. It is. It's uh, the love of the sport, you know. The, the the whole driver ability, being being out there and being able to push your car, find its limits, and then you know, I told my instructor my first ever track day. He's like, "What are your goals?" I was like, "I want to find the weak points in the car." Consequently, that was my transmission. <laughs> My first ever track day was at CMP, and I drove my car down there, broke my transmission, and got stuck in fourth gear in an automatic. Yep. So I couldn't, and every time I would stop at a stoplight, I would have to shut the car off, put it in park, and then start it back up to get back into first gear. And once I got up to fourth gear, it wouldn't go to fifth. It also wouldn't come out of fourth at all to go back down to third. So every time I stopped at a stoplight, stop sign, whatever, had to shut the car completely off to get it reset. Yep. Good times. And then, yep. so I'm like, ah, I'll fix this. I'll get a manual. And then, fifth year was the highest that I could go. <laughs> <laughs> I could still shift them. Apparently, I you just need to put a four-speed car in. Apparently, it's telling you, you don't need fifth and sixth gear. These you know what? Let's, let's, let's put it on the track with a power glide and see what it does. You can't break it if you only have two gears. <laughs> Fast and, whoa, what was that? Yep. <laughs> I'm also in a naturally aspirated 3.5 V6, so there's not really a whole lot of fast about that. Yeah. Let's see, you and I have been at the track together, Almost. both driving and not driving. Twice. Yeah, yeah we, were, twice. we were driving at AMP. I, I came down to visit after I got my car tuned. Yeah. Um, well, and then there was the time with Will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, around the, the track with Will. Um, we, we didn't drive at the track, but we were at the track yes we got to see some pretty awesome you know supercars and you know prototype race cars yeah uh, formula 1600 car that will get to sit in for those a, a quick sum up probably one of the craziest weekend 72 hours of mine and nate's life in 2019 actually no that's in, for the year of 2019 that was the craziest 72 hours yeah it really was um, uh we found out about a kid named uh will will lowry yep um who was waiting on a heart transplant he was at 80 percent heart failure super sweet kid he's absolute ball to be around um he was 10 at the time? Uh, yeah, I think 10 years old, and he'd already had one heart transplant. Yeah, and when he was like three. Was, yeah, and his body was starting to reject the heart. Um, the doctors uh, had, at that point, told them, no, it's too risky to put another heart in. Um, and he was at, like, the bottom of the, of the transplant list, and they were like, he's got maybe six months. Yep. Um, so, I... 
when we got a hold of this story, me and Justin started talking about it, and I'm like, well, you know what? I have a trailer, I have a car, uh, and I have access to a truck that will seat seven people. Yep. So I drove up, picked up the family. I left after working, uh, got up at, I think I got up at like 2.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and left out for Greensboro, North Carolina, picked the family up and drove them all the way down to Atlanta Motorsports Park. Um, car, <laughs> we get to the Georgia and South Carolina border, exit four. I'll yep. never forget it, exit yep. four. I remember this. this Blow was... a tire on the trailer. Keep in mind... Doing? When he says blows a tire on a trailer, there is me and my E36 and at least there's seven, eight other cars around in this entire group coming with us in support of Will. Yeah, so I, you know, I called you and and been in contact with you and Devin the entire time, letting you know, hey, this is when I'm going to be coming through Greenville. You guys organized a a group of cars to meet up and give us a caravan of, 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 for all intents and purposes, race cars. Yeah. To, you know, caravan it down to Atlanta Motorsports Park. And we worked with uh, Shawnee at Discovery Parts to get us in and get us out there at the track. And originally we were on, we were on track and timing wise to be able to get to the track to have him in cars going around for parade laps on the track. Unfortunately, with the tire on my trailer blowing, that put us outside outside of that, of window. that window so we weren't able to get him on the track with the cars however he was able to still sit in cars rev them up and stuff like that out in yep. the paddock area um so this kid was was awesome his family is you know, you know great family i'm about to say we still talk to him to this yeah. day and then yeah, we do here it is three years later it's three years later um my he mom, still wears our shirt too yeah the shirt still fits him yeah which is funny because looking back, I'm like, how does that shirt still fit him? And I'm like, you know, the shirt was kind of big on him. So it makes yeah, sense. It, it does. Um, and then, uh, so we, we get him to the track. And at this point, it's maybe so one thirty, two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and so we get him to the track. We hang out. And it's 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 dark 30 by the time we leave yeah it was was probably eight nine o'clock at night and so after we blew the tire um we were trying to figure out how all right how do we do this because i can't leave the truck and trailer here it wasn't my actual truck i had borrowed it at that point so we wind up unloading the car separating the family out uh, unloading my car, separating the family out into multiple different cars, and the dad rode with me. Uh, Jay Lowry rode with me. We take off down there and um, spend the day at the track, have an absolute blast. There's a couple different race teams that I don't remember exactly who they were, but yeah, they were down there doing drivers. test days and whatnot. Yeah, so they got him out in the cars and whatnot. And so after that, we get in the cars to leave out. We're headed back to the truck. Um, I got pulled over. Yeah, Justin gets pulled over. <laughs> this is this is before all the decals too, so it's not like we were in car. Yeah, my car was just black back then. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was just flat. It, it was, was just black. black. I had the CFC ribbon on the hood, but that was that was it. Yeah, the old white, the white one I had to cover up that crack in my hood. Yeah, but if if anybody's ever been through north, uh, northeast Georgia. 
there are so many roads that are just long, lazy sweeper turns that are just so much fun to take at a leisurely, brisk pace. And so we were clear. There's also a severe there. lack of uh, speed limit signs. That, well, that's severe too. lack, which is why we ended up in the situation we were in because we had been 55 and 60 miles an hour where the speed limits. Uh, which, of course, we know most people, at least here in the South, go 5 to 10 miles an hour over. And those those were the speed limits on the vast majority of the roads we had been on all night. It's dark. We're all tired. Yeah. And we're just sweeping through these roads. Everybody, we're all in a straight line. I'm at the very front of the line. I mean, we got Corvettes. And we have, I think... Three or four people from the Z Club are there. Um, Tyler and his 240. Tyler and his 240 SX. Um, your E36. My first Z. Um, Jeremy's C6 that yeah. he had at the time, but he changes cars like he changes underwear. So yeah, about about yeah, he's he's got a new car every week. Now it's bikes. Yeah. But um, uh, but now we're we're coming through there. So on the ride back, the dad's back in the car with me. Uh-huh. And he got the call as about the same time that you were you were getting pulled over, so the and Jay got the call from I think it was a, a, some big church out in Texas. Yep. And they were like, "Hey, we want to help." Um, and I get I think they offered to pay for the heart transplant. Yep. So. Um, and any treatments that would yeah. follow it, and so on and so forth. So, um, like. Little family from Greensboro, North Carolina, and you know the the story of this kid's fight had made it all the way to one of the mega churches out in Texas that was willing to help. You know, we, we came together as a group to help. Um, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't some big elaborate. We got Lamborghinis and Ferraris and everything, but we did what we could with what we had available, and it was the most wholesome and fulfilling feeling of my life. And that's that's what started, that that was the major thing that started my journey down. I want to do anything and everything I can to help with CFC. Yep. So, and Will, to, to clarify for people, you know, Cars for the Cure is, focuses cancer patients. But Will was just this, we couldn't not do something. We yeah. had to do something. A, we just didn't know what. He was a kid with what. a love of cars. A kid with yeah. a love of cars. You know, and we were all that kid at one point in our lives. Yep. So that's that's why, you know, we jumped on it. We had yeah. the opportunity to make someone's life better. And, yeah. and we had a blast doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to lie. I cried. Yep. Nope. Yep. <laughs> Nate and I have no shame. We cry hugged on the second story of AMP's stairwell looking out over the track and realizing we had finally made it there. And to put into perspective, when we say the craziest 72 hours, we found out about this kid Friday afternoon. We were at AMP Sunday morning. Yep. Like 10, no, it was a little later than that. It was was like midday, midday Sunday, but we had made it there. Yep. And uh, the exhaustion, the trying to plan everything, trying to... Nate was working to get everything set up with Shawnee at the track. I was working to get everything set up on our end to make sure we had all the people that wanted to be there. We had a yeah. toy drive right before it that we had done. It was Friday. Yeah. Remember, the toy drive was Friday. Yeah, that's why I got home so late that night. And uh, yep, 
So I got home at like 11 o'clock that night. And uh, I had actually worked that morning before the toy drive too. So, yep. uh, and then got like four hours of sleep and took off. Yep, and we, we also do a toy drive with a local radio station here called Hot 98.1. Yeah. Uh, we've done it, oh my gosh, four years now. Uh, four, I, this year will be our fourth. Yeah, this year will be our fourth or maybe fifth. This will be my fourth year this year. So I, and you guys did it one year before I got it. Okay, so yeah, this will be, be five. Yeah, this will be five. Yeah, five years. This will be my fourth, yeah. So, um, and that's been, that's always fun though. We always yeah. have, now that we've done, like the first couple times, we're like, okay, we got to get the cars at the right angle make sure we're going through smoothly the cars look good blah 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 blah. now we're like guys just show up and bring a bunch of toys nobody cares <laughs> yeah um and we we always have a good time and bring a bunch of people and it's always a blast yeah yeah i think uh typically the the one time that we didn't have a lot of cars show up is is not this past year but the year before that yeah 2020 it, it was raining and it was right cold the, oh my yeah, gosh it was so cold yes um, and COVID was still very much at the, at the forefront of everybody's minds. You know, yeah. now that things are a bit more back to normal, like last year, this, yeah. this last toy drive we just did, we had a pretty significant turnout. Yeah. We had, uh, what was it, about 12, 13 different cars come through with, with popping trunks for, with toys and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, and we work with, with a couple of different local car clubs here too. Um, and like Hopeless Car Club, Austin mm-hmm. for them, they come out a lot and they show up and show out. Um, and I, I do my best to get Carolina Z Club as involved as I can. Um, so a lot of, a, a lot of just kind of, not only do they help the community that's not involved with cars at CFC, they help, you know, bring the car community together as well. Yep. Different different clubs that you know, you know. Hey, yeah, you guys are all domestics, and these guys are all imports. But then you got the Euro guys over here. But they all get together for CFC. You know, Mopar Misfits helped out with uh, with, with Carter. Carter. Yep. So you know, that was a lot of stuff. We there there is no discrimination with us. Yeah. As to what you drive, what you drive it for, so on. So we might frown upon some of your behavior. Yeah, but that that's about as far as it's gonna go. Yeah, you know we we're pretty strongly stanced against street racing for very obvious reasons. Yeah, um, a lot of us have lost some good friends over the years I to have. street racing. I have. We had uh, we had a member of Carolina Z Club almost. Uh, he spent I think four days in the hospital. Uh, the white three fifty Z on one fifty three and mm-hmm. easily. Uh, he he he's not like a full blown member, but um, it came across it came across, you know, my, my metaphorical desk. Yeah. And you know, it was like a Z Club a guy in a Z. He's local, so we did a little something. We got together with the Z Club, got him some cards and, and a get well soon flower or balloon and whatnot. Took him up there and like, hey, you know, look, it's what happened. He's like. You know, I had this guy he's revving at me and you know I wasn't one to back down from a challenge well, well I get it you know he, he's like 18 19 years old young and dumb I and was like I get it I was that kid yep like did you learn your lesson yeah All there right. you go and shout out to Nissan for the safety features because he literally rolled that car three times and was able to walk away in four days out of the hospital 
That's incredible. And that is incredible. Yeah. So um, that's actually how I was able to sell my parents on the fact that I bought a sports car was the safety features, <laughs> which half of them have been removed at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. But probably our best trackside story, if you will, since that's the name of this podcast. Yeah. It's definitely got to be Grid Life. Oh, my God. Alpine Horizon Festival in Colorado. Alpine Horizon Festival, yes. Um, Which we both got bullied into going. <laughs> Me more so than Nate. Yeah. But, because I'm, I'm a father of three. I've got a household I've got to take care of. I've got, you know, all these responsibilities back home, you know, here at home. And Tyler's like, guys, let's go to Grid Life Alpine Horizon. And Nate's just like, okay, sweet. Let's do it. I'm down. Well, it, it wasn't an okay, sweet. He's like, hey, do you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, but if I'm going, I'm bringing my car driving. Like, yeah. I'm not going to spectate. I'm going. If I'm yeah. going, I'm going. I don't want to go watch everybody else have fun. Like, I, I like to drive too. Yep. So we get so we get out there and uh, man, just, you know, Nate did it the smart way and did it in stints. As far as driving well, out there, I also have family that I could stop and see it like. The almost halfway point too. Like I stopped and stayed with family for a couple of days in Missouri, which I'm actually going to Ozark International Raceway uh, in July, which is why I can't go to Grid Life in Midwest. Um, so in July, uh, I'm going there as long as I can have the transmission fixed in that because my new transmission don't have third gear. Well, time to have it rebuilt. I'm getting the other one rebuilt. Oh, okay. Uh, but you know, I stopped out there, seen them, and then get out to uh, Grid Life, and you know we're we're out there, and it's the the whole community coming together. Like it, it was nothing for me and Devin to walk up to Adam LZ's tent and bus and whatnot, and and just like, hey, we know you drive a Z. Any chance you have this part laying around? And they were all like super nice and real helpful. Like we don't have any Z parts with us. And they were like pointing us in directions of other people that might have it, you know, because I broke my power steering line. Which which got him his other nickname. So he's known as Damn It Nate, but his other nickname is Mr. Black Flag because you got flagged what twice? I got black. No, I only got black flagged once uh, for that league. They they black flagged me, brought me in, and were like, "Hey, so you left a puddle of something under your car? We're thinking it's power steering fluid." Like, all right, cool. I'll take it in and we'll check it out. Come to find out, my high-pressure power steering hose is from the leak on the crimp. So we spend probably two to three hours scouring Facebook Marketplace because at this point, like, I've got a whole parts car at my shop. Yep. But the parts but car is... 30-something hours away. Yeah, the parts car is, you know, 1,500 miles in the wrong direction. Yes. So... We're scouring Facebook Marketplace for part outs, not finding a whole lot of anything or anybody that's answering. So we start walking around the paddock asking people who are in Nissan products and whatnot. And they couldn't find it. And ultimately the decision was, I'm not giving up the rest of my track time here. So let's just take the power steering out of the equation. So we removed my entire power, well, not the entire power, we, Pulled the hose out, drained the system, and I did the rest of the weekend without power steering. And Matt brought you a belt. Or did that belt not work? Didn't you have to have a shorter belt 
Yes, yes. So, um, three trips to Advanced Auto later, we finally get the ride size belt because in order to bypass the power steering system, we had to put a shorter belt on to get away from the pump. Yep. And three trips to Advanced Auto to get the right size pump, we wind up cutting my tensioner because the way the tensioner is set up on those is it's a bolt that moves the tensioner pulley up and down. Mm -hmm. So you, we wind up cutting where that bolt, the bottom limit, and making the shorter belt work. And, you know, it, it, it worked, it got by, and actually I think it might still be on the car to this day. <laughs> But, but he has power steering. Man. I do have power steering now. Um, so I missed, I think, a total of one session. Yeah, you missed... So like 20 minutes of, of driving time. 20, 30 minutes of driving time. Yeah, because um, you missed... We both missed one session Yeah, that whole weekend. You missed it because of the power steering issue. I Because I was still out when you were in. Because I was you were right behind me, and then all of a sudden you weren't behind me anymore. Yeah. And I was like, well, what the heck? Where'd he go? Yeah. I was coming in to pit that, that go around anyway, because we were trying to pit so that Tyler could check stuff on our cars on, you know, rotating laps. Yeah. And, um, like, I think they figured out what we were doing after about the second or third session because I, you They know, kept staring at us funny when we kept coming we'd in. We'd come in and he'd hop over, the him and Devin hop over the wall and Devin would be writing frantically while Tyler was over <laughs> there messing with tires and whatnot. And what are these guys doing? Well, checking pressures, checking, checking pressures, pressures, checking and temperatures, making sure the alignments are right. You know, even temperatures across the tire. You know, pressures moving up the way they should when you heat tires up and stuff like that. So, yep. And then, but you missed the session because of power steering, and then I missed the last session because of elevation sickness. Yeah, I I was a bad boy and didn't stay properly hydrated. I thought I was, but it, come to find out, I was taking in too much at one time. Instead of gradually, I was trying to rehydrate very quickly, which we all know is not how the human body works. You have to just stay hydrated and maintain it yeah, rather than to, try to rapidly rehydrate. Yeah, you're supposed to drink like a gallon of water a day or something like that. And, you know, that doesn't work properly if you drink an entire gallon 30 minutes after you wake up and then don't drink anymore the rest of the day. So, yep. So I got sick and they took me back to the Airbnb. Um, which worked out anyway because it was raining. It was, you know, yeah. Because you know, Colorado weather is kind of like South Carolina weather, just a lot more dramatic. Yes, yeah. So you can wake up in the morning and it's 31 degrees outside, and you're, you know, the tires are so cold that they're almost flat. But by 11 o'clock that morning, it's like 137. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally, but it's what it feels like. Yes. Yeah, well, there's so much the, the mountains block the wind, so you have like this when the sun's beaming down on you, you don't have a whole lot of wind. But then whenever the storms blow in, it's a lot of fun. We we lost a couple of tents. I think we that it. Friday, that last session Friday when the storm clouds blew off of Pikes Peak, like off of the mountain itself, there was a storm that rolled in over the top of it, and brewed more as it came across because once it comes down off the mountain it's relatively flat all the way to where Pikes Peak International Raceway is. Yeah. So when that blew across we're like Nate and I are sitting there watching the storm get bigger and bigger and bigger and we're like we go out in like 10 minutes dude I don't know about this. They said so we go out anyway. and we, we line up we line up on grid and 
we see a couple of raindrops hit the windshield and I was like, well, I guess we're playing in the rain. I was down. And it was so hot that when it started the rain, the rain would hit the track and evaporate immediately and it was cooling the track. So we now have hot tires because it's so ungodly hot that our tires, your tires pretty much stayed relatively warm. Yeah. So we're now going out and putting heat in these tires and then what was the second, third lap in, it started to really Some come down pretty yeah. good. So the water is cooling the track so we're having a cool track with hot tires and boy, we were flying. The wet condition. Yes, we were. We were flying after yes. that. Because you you, Once you had so time. much grip. Well, that same session, too. Like, these are 25-minute sessions or something like that. 25, yeah, 30 20, sessions. Yeah, 20, 25 minutes. So, that same session, not only did it start raining while we were lining up to go out on grid. It rained while we were out there. Cleared up while we were out there. And then the sun came out. And then it was... And then a little you know, humid you, and a little gross oh, for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but nothing will. Uh, honestly, in my opinion, nothing will ever beat. I think me and you had actually talked about this before. The coming out of turn three and the sun hitting Pike's Peak right there in front of you. Turn two, going turn two. into turn two, we're in the straight coming off of the bank, and yeah. we level back out. And Pike, you're going towards turn two. If you're doing the roval, you know turns two and three for those who have been there. You understand exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Because two and three are immediately right after each other. And you you kind of, we were getting kind of like distracted and lost in the beauty. Because here it is, you've got this massive storm with sun rays coming through the clouds. And Pikes Peak disappearing up into the clouds off in the distance. And it's just freaking beautiful. And I'm like, yeah. and the I'm like wow, this is amazing. Oh, shit, I'm going 100 miles an hour. I should probably be paying attention to what I'm yeah. doing. Well, it, it helped with. <laughs> It, it, honestly, it helped me that I would just, it gave me a minute to take in the scenery and then I'd look down and I'm like, all right, I should probably hit my brakes now. <laughs> so, but I was able to push the car at that point too. Yeah. So I pushed the, yeah. well, the limits of my brakes and I was, I was on, you know, the, the upgraded brakes and everything at that point. First time trying out, uh, I think I was on Carbotex at that point. Yep. Yep. And we were on Carbotex pads cause we went yep. through that whole debacle of trying to get yep. them. <laughs> yep. And then, um, so I get there and I get to uh, turn three was the button hook. Yeah, yeah. So you hitting hard brake turn three track right and just turn in super hard and you know late apex that one uh, back over to track right. That is so hard to do with no power steering. <laughs> yep, yep. People were watching Nate. And they're like, he's shuffling his hands. Why is he shuffling his hands? And the instructors would hop on the radio and be like, no, 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 he doesn't have power steering. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was definitely shuffling. Like I, I they were an L, my hands were an LMFAO video. Yep. Like, yep. His hands were all over the place, but they had to be. You had no power yeah. steering. You didn't yeah, have no much power choice. steering, and still having to shift gears, and it, it was. It was a lot of fun. Though. It was, it was a great learning experience. You know, at this point after taking that in if i were ever to lose power steering in a situation i feel like i'd be able to handle it too because i know i know the car's limits at that point maybe different elevations and whatnot but yeah, the car is still going to handle you know, suspension wise braking wise all that well, steering you, wise. you and i both have now lost power steering at a track because i lost it at a and p yeah remember? i had that massive leak 
God, that was such a nightmare. That happened while I was on track too. Like where I felt where there was no more fluid. Yeah. Because all of a sudden I'm turning fine. I went into turn one, it's good. Went into turn two, it's good. Went into four and I felt the steering wheel jerking. Ooh. And I was like, mm, mm, okay, I'm having to fight my wheel a little more. And I felt it jerking again and I could feel that. I was like, okay, it's clearly something with my power steering. What the heck? So, you know, I let off in the carousel at Atlanta Motorsports Park which was just back in March. Yeah. And I uh, let off, you know, I'm pointing everybody by, letting them, you know, get their laps out. I go in, I'm back in to, uh, right in front of my, my tent where I'm camping, and it's about to start raining anyway. So kind of a good time to come in because still don't know the track that well. I haven't had enough time out there yet, which, yeah. you know, it's always good to drive a track in the rain, but wasn't ready for that at that point personally. Yeah. So, pull in, back in, get out of the car, walk over to Wheeler, a good friend of ours. Nate's last name is Wheeler, too, but we have a buddy named Jonathan Wheeler, who any of you that follow Global Time Attack, you have definitely seen his Z. He's done yeah. Super Lap Battle. He's done several Global Time Attack events. He goes track days all over the country. Yep. Um, he was at Road Atlanta last week and actually broke his, I think, shift fork. Yep. Uh Throwing, he was throwing fifth gear, broke his shift fork, and coasted all the way to the paddock from like and back straight, and still took second place. Yep, in uh, his class, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, a minute and thirty six seconds, I believe. On yeah, Road Atlanta. something like that. Minute thirty five, minute thirty six. Yeah, which road for Road Atlanta times? That's that's moving. Yeah, that's those, insane. Those, are, pre those are pretty good times. Um, regardless of the car really until yeah. you get into the unlimited level even then that's still yeah very quick but then uh but yeah i backed in at atlanta motorsports park walked over there talked to wheeler for about 10 minutes came back and there's just a puddle just this uh, gigantic puddle of power steering fluid because it's raining so it's all being washed out from under the car yeah instead of being a puddle underneath the car so I look, and the water is, you know, that glisteny, multicolor. Yeah, the rainbow water. Yep. And I was like, well, damn. Yep. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, lo and behold, come to find out the bolt on my power steering from my, my the banjo bolt has backed out. And that was all it was. Really? Yep. So I literally just, I didn't have any crush, you know, new crush washers or anything like that with me. So we just took, Tighten I just took a socket out and stuck it on there and cranked it down. And me and James Wood were like, all right, let's go back out. <laughs> yeah. Because I was sharing my car with James Wood, which those of you in the uh, RX-7 or Rotary community as a whole have more than likely seen his car and depending on who you are, you might be quite mad at him because he just dropped an LS in his car and ditched the rotary. But when you blow up two 13Bs that are extremely expensive to build, I can't say I entirely blame him. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta, you know. He wants his car on track. And the fastest way to get it on track is put a good old reliable LS engine in it. Yeah, plus parts to fix an LS engine are so inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Not to mention you can find them in junkyards. Yeah, all day long. Everywhere. 
and a, a set of heads, you can get a whole set of heads for one of those things for 150, 200 bucks. And they, uh, cathedral ports are a little bit more expensive, but you know, for, for all intents and purposes, it's a lot less maintenance and upkeep than anything I own. Well, I can't say that. My toe rig has an LS in it. No, so does mine. I just have a bad transmission. Yeah. I have two gears. I have first and second. Well, I have three. I have reverse. I just don't have first. I just don't have third and fourth. Yeah. Yep. 4L60 problems. It's the band. The band broke. Yep. Yep. So I either need to pull one out of a junkyard or rebuild it. Uh, So, uh, the... Is yours four-wheel drive? No, two. Two? Oh, two. Two-wheel drive with a tow package. Well, as much as I frequent LKQ, if I find one on, like in a wrecked truck or something, it's wrecked, obviously it was working, but... Yeah. And they're less than 300 bucks for a transmission at LKQ, so... And it comes with a 90-day warranty. You can throw it in. If it don't work, take it back. Cause Hell it, yeah, it works. You know, four or five hours worth of swap time on a two-wheel drive. Four-wheel drive is a little bit more. You got to you got to separate the um, the transfer case. Yeah, transfer case. But which is why it took so long to escalate. But <sighs> I can't wait to sell that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nate has had transmission problems with his tow rig. I've had transmission problems with my tow rig, which of course my tow rig is new to me. But I also only paid twenty-seven hundred dollars for it. So yeah. Transmission was about time to go out anyway, but it does have good old LS under the hood. Yeah, and 5.3 is a very reliable motor, so. Yep. And if it gets rear-ended and it gets totaled, well, it, it would be totaled out for sure. Yeah. There's high mileages on it and whatnot. Ta-da, I have an LS to put in the BMW. <laughs> you won't saying, do it. It's a win-win. You won't do it. I will do it. T56 we'll trans, a whole nine yards. No, 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 no. I can't afford a T56. Are you kidding me? Probably do a CD009. Probably be a little easier to find. Yeah, yeah it'd be. Probably and I don't need. 1000 to 1500 bucks. And I, I don't need a, a crap ton of horsepower either. No. no Not in that car. 350, 400. 350 to 400 horsepower in the E36 BMW is a lot. Plenty. Honestly, you know, I'm, I'm, are they the lightest cars in the world? No, but they're very nimble. So my car is just shy of 300 horsepower to the wheels. Um, however, my torque curve is pretty close to the same. Like my my thing, my torque curve, I'm 269 uh, as far as horsepower goes, and I want to say 258 or something like that on the torque. So they're they're pretty close, but mine I want the torque curve because for picking up speed exiting the turns I've got the brakes and everything to, and the suspension to handle the turns the tires the whole nine yards I got all that it's the the torque getting out of the turns because yep. on the back straight at, at road Atlanta I'm only hitting 114 115 miles an hour yeah. I should be hitting 140 yeah so let's see like with, with my car being that good old reliable m42 that's in it which for those of you who don't know that is the four cylinder that came in the e36s my car is a 318 which people are apparently baffled that i track one 
Um, but it will keep up in the, it will keep up in every single corner. Second I get in the straightaway, my hand goes out the window and you know pointing people by. Point, pointing people by. You know, if I were allowed to just keep my arm out of the window, just so as cars came up, they knew to go by me, I would. But got to give each car a point by. Yeah, I think the only time you're allowed to keep your hand out of the window is when you're giving the pit signal. Yep, fitting in. But if you're on a straightaway, you can't really throw that out there. <laughs> well, I, I don't even pull my arm all the way in. What I'll do is just like touch the top of the car and then point by again. Yeah. Because with that halo that's on my seat. Oh, yeah. It's kind, know, of... it's kind of, I can't really like fully extend my arm. So I'm like sticking my arm out like over my mirror. Yeah. Pointing so people by. When I, um, so my first Z in the at CMP when I broke the transmission, it wouldn't shift. And I had my instructor, Tim Thorpe, in the car with me at that point. Um, so I'm like, hey, my transmission is not downshifting. I gotta get off this track. So he's like, all right, limp it into the paddock. Okay, cool. So I'm finishing. So I cover the first half in like maybe 50 seconds. Mm -hmm. The first half. And then I get right about where the kink is. And it took me almost two and a half minutes to get off the track because I was had no idea what was going on with my transmission mm -hmm. all I know is it was bogged down ridiculously so I didn't realize I was stuck in a certain gear um, so I'm limping it off the track and everything and at, at this point it was, it was getting hot the whole nine yards so um, and when I'm giving point buys and the last stretch uh, going into turn 14 of uh, CMP is so I'm trying to stay track right and just point everybody on the left because the race line is on is track left at that point. Yep. So I'm pointing everybody by on the race line and I'm off the race line with my hand out the window holding the pit signal and giving point buys. And I had to it's probably four or five hundred feet, but I pointed six or seven cars by at that point that were stuck behind me in the turns. Yep. So. And I, I, I felt bad about it, but sometimes you just you gotta limp it off the track. I don't want to pull it off and have to get towed off the track. But... Yeah. It was a good time though. I found the limitation of it. The, uh, you did. You did. The Jacko, uh, uh, what are they, the shift solenoids. Yep. They do not like hot temperatures. Nope. Because they're plastic. I don't know why you put plastic bob bodies in a sports car, but hey, whatever. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah. It's it's one of those. So let's see, what's next between you and me? Because you and you and I are busy this year. Yes. With track days. Um at this point, I am not gonna be running any track events in my car until I have a built transmission in it. Because I had a spare transmission. When I got it, they were like, yeah, it's got a third gear grind, no big deal. I'm like, all right, cool. So I traded like some control arms or something for her, some type of suspension part that I pulled off of a parts car. So yeah, I wasn't out any money for, the, for it. And it's a CDO8, which is second to the CDO9, but not far. Yeah. Um, so I take and, you know, I throw that in and I don't have, I, third gear's not there. So, um, but I can get by in it. You know, I can get by, you know, 
mountain driving, stuff like that. I've been playing with it a little bit, driving around here and there, figuring out, you know, second, the second to fourth shift, you know, um, where the RPM, where the RPMs going uphill, downhill, stuff like that. Just trying to figure that out. Um, at this point, my car won't go on a track for any type of high performance driving until I have a built transmission in it because I don't like grinds and I definitely need third gear. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you that AMP, uh, I was having a hard time. James and I both were having a hard time, like really hard time getting into second gear. In yours? Yep. Yep. It's odd. So we're going to put new fluid in because that's something that has not been done in that car since I've had it. That would new fluid will definitely help. So, because second gear works, like normal driving, second gear is fine. But once the transmission's hot, yeah. like when you're on a track, all of a sudden second gear is really hard to get into. Yeah. So where I lost fifth gear, downshifting, only downshifting. Really? Add, add that to it. It was, so it's only downshifting. I wonder if it's some type of lockout that you're hitting from the RPMs being a little bit higher than normal. Could be. I don't know. You know, low fluid plus a lockout might... I don't know. I don't know how far back they go with the lockout feature. I know that in mine it has a lockout, but only for like reverse and stuff. It's not going to... It doesn't even lock me out at first. Yeah. So. Well, luckily, that AMP, which when you drive AMP, the brake zones are awkward like i was telling you earlier yeah you you feel like you're braking insanely early because you're you're seeing brake markers and stuff and you're like wow these are like really far back from where the turn is yeah but then when you actually brake you're like oh now i get it because they're they're telling you to brake while it's flat and not downhill because a lot of the turns are the the beginning of the turns are downhill yeah. So if, if you wait until you're coming in over, over this little crest and then you try to brake, well, your whole front end's light and you don't have a lot. You don't have any grip on yeah. the front. Yeah. Which I learned when I went off in turn 10 because I tried to, I was like, hey, let me try not braking here because all I was doing was just tapping my brake pedal to throw the front end forward. Put yeah. all that weight on the front tire so that when I was going downhill, I could just turn in. It's going really fast that way. And I was like, okay, that works. So, so I was like, if I just let off, see what happens, right? You know, the car yeah. lur- you know, the car lurches forward just, just a bit. And I was like, eh, that might be enough. I don't know, because I'm literally like, when I say I'm tapping the brake pedal, I'm like, literally tapping it. Yeah. Like when someone you think somebody's gonna stop in front of you, when you're in traffic on the highway. Yeah. You just kind of tap the brake real quick. And you're like, oh, and then you realize, oh, they're not gonna stop. Yeah. Like they're good. It, it's like that, but intentional and not reactive and yeah, then so. I realized I was carrying too much speed and I was like well crap I'm clearly going off let's make the best of this so I ripped the wheel to the left as hard as I could to get the car completely sideways and then counter steered back to the right so that I would slide I was full-blown lateral slide totally sideways slid off into the dirt into the sand just bounced up and down a little bit came to a complete stop looked up the very top of the hill right in front of me as the flag marshal and stuck my hand out gave him a thumbs up and then I just puttered my way back out to the edge of the track and watched for people to go by listened didn't hear any other cars coming looked up at him he gave me a thumbs up and then I pulled out yeah 
and went, you know, of course, immediately went up to grid. Yeah. Went and found uh, Mike and the rest of the guys, I mean, all the grid guys, and uh, Carson and all of them pulled in. And I was like, hey, I went off and turned 10. Am I good? And, you know, look under the car. And they looked around. They're like, yeah, dude, you're, you're good. Go back out. Nothing's leaking. Nothing's stuck under the car. You're fine. Went back out, ran a few more laps, and uh, it was pretty solid. It was yeah. pretty solid. And then, of course, drove the car, you know, packed the car up, drove the car all the way home. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the, the transmission issue's got to get fixed, which I think Tyler's actually doing that today. I think he's draining and refilling the transmission, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I drained and refilled mine with, with AMSOIL before CMP and still broke my transmission. And fresh. I'm talking maybe 50 miles on this fluid. <laughs> it still broke it. But, well, yeah, it's the price you pay. It's, it's, it's an expensive game we play out there. It's, it's, but it's so much fun. It's, it's, an, it's an addictive sport. Oh, for sure. There, there is no question there. No question at all. I wouldn't try to for the roll. No, I wouldn't either. The only thing I'd give it up for is my family. Yeah. That's it. Like, if I were in a really bad, bad accident, much like before, but yeah. that was a different time in my life. Um, you know, if it came down to it, it's like, okay, clearly I am playing with fire. Yeah. And, you know, I will have now at that point have had two warnings in life. Yeah. And probably shouldn't. Life do that don't anymore. typically give a third. Nope. So nope. Well, hell, life typically doesn't give you too many seconds either. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's a podcast, man. Sounds like a plan. Cool. Any plugs? Anyone you want to shout out or? Um. Motul for the uh, making an awesome brake fluid. Uh, g-lock for their brakes yeah danny danny and his boys make some great brake pads we both so nate and i both run g-lock brakes yep ams oil and our in the engines uh, and transmissions too i got ams oil and everything on my car um actually right now i do not have ams oil in my transmission because that transmission isn't staying in there and i wasn't putting the most expensive stuff that i can find in there so it's got i've got valvoline in my diff that's the only thing that's See, different I now. actually even swap my dip fluid out before CMP too. So I've got AMS oil. I'll probably do that before we go to Midwest. But um, the only thing that's not AMS oil in my car right now is the coolant, which that'll get swapped out too. No, um, oh, AMS oil doesn't make uh, it's coolant a, for my car. I mean, they probably do. I just haven't bothered to really look. Yeah. But I've got liquid Molly brake fluid, which that stuff's been great. Yeah, the stuff has been fan freaking tastic. I use the uh, the RBF six hundred boiling point of like six hundred and twelve, and I was yeah, I got the brakes hot enough that I was starting to experience fade. But I think that was my I think that was more rotors. Yeah, I think it was else. too. Looking at your rotors earlier, yeah, I think that's what it is. They're rainbow colored now from being too hot. <laughs> yeah, but but also, where can people uh, follow you? Social media stuff so, like that. Uh, Instagram is at three fifty underscore samurai. Samurai, but with a Z instead yeah. of an S. Yeah. Um, 
And then Facebook is just Nate Wheeler. Uh, it's a picture of me and Devin dressed up at your wedding. Yep, which was a week and a half ago. Yep. Um, and then I have a TikTok. It's Nate Wheeler 85. It's just, it's literally, I don't even think my face has been on there yet. Uh, it's, it's all car stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you're on there. Am I? You've been on my TikTok, yes. There's a picture of you in one of the slideshows that I have a picture of you and stuff from like the toy drives. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the slideshows I put on there just to kind of showcase some of the things that we do. Um, not just the race events, but the behind the scenes stuff that we do for for CFC and whatnot. And just, uh, you know, honestly, I'm a huge shout out to CFC for helping me become a better person, I guess. Um, because uh, sometimes while you're out there influencing other people and doing good in their lives, you don't realize how much of an impact you have on some of the people that are closest to you around you. So, and you personally, I appreciate you. You've been a great friend and uh, a huge influence. So, I'm glad. I'm glad, man. I really am. Yeah. I mean, you guys have helped me through a lot too, more than you yeah. guys really know. I guess that's it for this episode, guys. Um, you know, like, share, leave a review on the podcast so we can keep doing these. Um, the reviews and the ratings help other people see the podcast. So help us with that. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. It's Trackside Stories. It's all one word. Um, which I guess we should say it's brought to you by Cars for the Cure because we have gone back and forth about doing a podcast with CFC, which we'll, we'll still do. Yeah. But we do so much car stuff that's, for the most part, strictly car stuff. It just made sense to make one where we can be a bit more loose and informal and yeah, not so specific. But I wanted to save up and buy, like, fancy microphones and have, you know, a mixing board and all of this kind of stuff and do it right since that's my background. Yeah. But... I was like, if we don't just do it, then we'll never do it. So, screw it. We're going to slap a phone down on a table in between two people and just talk. Yep. We're, we're going to do them with Adam from Grid Life. Yeah. At Midwest. Awesome. So we're just we're going to go his, in his camper or somewhere, you know, relatively quiet. We're just going to slap a phone down and start talking. Yeah. It's kind of like what we did now. Yep. I mean, that's literally like... Two-hour conversation before we ever started yeah, recording. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we, we've been sitting here talking. But so, hit us up, Trackside Stories. Shoot us a message on Instagram if you have any questions. Uh, anyone you want us to try and talk to, because we do have lots of friends in the racing community. And um, uh, might look at maybe doing something with Glenn from the Lowrider. Yeah, yeah. Our show truck community. Well, he's wanted to do something with us for a while. Yeah. So, as far as the CFC side of things. Yeah. For those wondering, if you hear us say CFC, yes, we are talking about cars for the cure. Yes. That was just the quick and simple way of naming it. Yep. And get it out there to people. So, peace out, guys. As always, like I said, trackside stories. On Instagram, 350 underscore Samurai. With samurai a with a Z. Uh, if you're wanting to follow Nate, check out you know Carolina Z Club as well. Yeah, um, they're doing. They're always doing something cool and something fun. Especially if you obviously have a Z 
um, a Nissan Z, not a BMW Z. There is a difference. Yes. <laughs> there is a difference. A lot of people, for some reason, get those mixed up because they see the Z and think both, you know, like both are included in a Z Club, but... But the Nissan ones are obviously superior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends on who you ask. Yeah, it depends on who's driving it, honestly. Yep, facts. So, well, anyway, guys, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Devin will be back for the next one where we have a very interesting story about his S2000. Oh, boy. That has developed recently. Yeah. And you and I both know, but we're going to let, we'll let, let the listeners stories. hear it from the wild man himself. Yes. Stay safe. Keep it shiny side up, man. Yep. Keep it shiny side up. Catch you guys next time.